Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? What's good? Um, I'm JR. This is my podcast, Save Don't Mean Soft. Yeah, the name is speaks for itself, hopefully. Um, that, you know, the perception that as a Christian, that, you know, we're just, I guess, soft and, and, and you know, weak and just pacifist. And they're, you know, always trying to play nice. Um, and that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, as a Christian, we have to take a stand um, multiple occasions where we have to stand up for what is right and we have to go against uh, what's popular most of the time. So, you know, most Christians can all agree that it's not easy being a Christian because we do have a lot of battles that um, that we have to fight daily. And, you know, a lot of times we are we find ourselves standing alone because, you know, it doesn't our battles are not the same battles as everyone else as a Christian. So, um that's what inspired the idea saved um, don't mean soft because I just want to get it out there <laughs> but anyway um, this is my podcast uh, new format new podcast those of y'all remember um, cooler combos podcast with my good friend Nikki um, we used to do that show it was great had a great time doing it uh, you know things change job location changes and just uh, it's just not possible to do it anymore um, with her so what we would do is I'm started this new podcast and I hope that I can keep some of the same listeners and just kind of turn you all to something a little different. So and my trailer, if you all got to listen to my trailer, it breaks down and explains kind of how in this podcast of mine that we're going to talk about different current events and things that happen uh, on a daily basis, pretty much different things that's going on in the news, things that are you know relevant to what's going on today. You know, relationship, everything. And we're going to talk about it from a Christian perspective. You know, just kind of give it, um, you know, because everybody has an opinion about something. Right? Everybody believes they have <laughs> the idea, the opinion. So uh, we're going to try this and do this from a Christian point of view on things. So jumping right in, you know, no further ado. You know what I'm saying? There was a um, no other way to do this. So I want to just jump into this on this topic today is about... Um, Man, about your heart, right? That's what it's about, about your heart. So, there was a story I read. It was a, a pretty intense story. I'm just going to lay it out, y'all. It was intense. The story was intense. Um, I would say shocked, uh, shocking, but I was raised, you know, uh, my, my parents both are activists in the community. My dad retired Tulsa police officer. Uh, Tulsa in the 80s and 90s was a very very uh, rough place to live and uh, growing up there he made sure to teach all of us me and my siblings that listen don't be shocked by anything people do don't be shocked because sin is everywhere wickedness is everywhere and wicked people do some of the craziest things so that's you know I grew up learning that but I did read a, a story I came across this story it happened a couple like a day or two ago a couple days ago and the story was so crazy. It was so crazy. That I said, you know, I, I got to find my, what is my first episode? This is my first podcast episode of my podcast. And I wanted to talk about something that was just, you know, that really just grabbed me. <laughs> um, this, then this did it. So this guy, I, I just kind of, I'm going to tell the story about it and I'm going to go from there. But anyway, this guy uh, was two guys. They were roommates. One of the guys, I guess he owned the apartment, Right. I know in bigger cities, uh, especially places up north, uh, you can kind of own, a, I guess, a condo or apartment within a, a large building. 
so this guy he owned it. I guess he owned his apartment, and he had a roommate. And you know, I'm not sure if uh, coronavirus has something to do with it, but you know, I guess the guy he got behind on his rent. So you know, his roommate slash landlord is like, "Yo, man, you know," um, now I'm paraphrasing some of this, right? So um, he's like, "Yo, you this, you know, you kind of you behind on your rent, man. What's up? You know, I need you to." To you know, make this payment so you can pay your rent. You know, it's, it's due now. You know, I'm sure. Um, you know, I'm giving you time. I'm giving you, you know, time to pay this, and you ain't, you ain't paid me yet. So, um, one thing led to another, and the roommate who was delinquent on his rent, uh, he gets, uh, he goes, I guess, and gets a sword. He has, he has a sword, y'all, you know, a sword. And I'm not talking about a little nice, little fancy Asian sword that you hang on a wall and look nice. I'm talking about a He-Man Masters of the Universe type of sword. Um, for, for those who are young, younger people um, who are not even in the 30s yet, listen, you probably don't have no clue who He-Man is. So I'm going to say Game of Thrones, right? Think about Game of Thrones, a sword that, you know, someone would yield uh, this sword, right? So he had that and he went and got the sword. And he's, I guess, approaching and making gestures with the sword, swinging gestures and and the landlord slash roommate calls uh, police. Hey, man, this roommate has a sword, and he's, you know, he's threatening me with this sword. And he's making me nervous, and I'm just like, I'm not comfortable, man. I'm just, I'm just y'all need to do something. And he, you know, he was very smart. To uh, he gave them his roommate's name, he gave him his phone number, he gave all this information about him, um, and he just, you know, he just really told everything. He's like, yo, this is what's going on, and you know, he's like, y'all need to, you know, do something about this. So. Uh, something happened. Uh, time goes by. Call get police call. Call the police. Gets ended. Uh, not abruptly, but I guess it just you know hangs up. And the police say they're going to do something. I'm not sure. But the story goes on to say. Uh, now this is the part that's a little, it's a little graphic in nature. So, but I want to be honest and tell exactly how it what what went on. Um. So apparently, the roommate cut up his, you know, he sliced and cut, you know, gashes on him and, um, on his landlord. And he ended up decapitating him as well. Very horrible, awful, disgusting thing. Um, but he, you know, he killed him, he killed him, cut his head off and all the bad things. So, um, it was, you know, it was the time before they found the sword, the, the actual sword. Cause he, uh, I guess between the phone call to the police, the argument, the confrontation and the actual, murder, uh, he had time to go and hide, the, try to hide the sword. So the police end up finding the sword that's 10 miles away. And it's still covered in blood. No, it's just awful, right? And they showed a picture of the sword. So it's a big sword. That's why I, I said He-Man. And if you all look that up, you'll see what they, those swords look like. It was, I mean, it's crazy. And, um, now, you know, like I said, as a Christian, man, I do everything I can not to be shocked by the actions of people because people do uh, anything anything right and um it's just just how it is but there was you know hearing that story i heard uh, also the the man wouldn't talk he wouldn't talk to the police when he arrested him and he had a letter that he wrote on paper he wrote he said this i think the only thing he did say is the letters in there and that's uh, all you need to know is on that letter so he you know the letter he's talking you know a lot of nonsense and just saying a lot of things that just really you know uh, just show the um, the nature of this guy's the, the, the internal problems that he has going on, and 
from this Christian perspective that I'm going to give on this, right? I'm going to give a Christian perspective, which is completely different from what the world would say. The world's going to automatically jump to, oh, he's mentally ill. He's, I don't, I don't go there, right? I don't go there automatically and say he just is mental illness and that's just the case closed, right? As a Christian, we cannot be that simple to say it's just mental illness because it's not just mental illness, right? It's not. We live in a spiritual world. I mean, that's literally what we live in. Ephesians 6 and 10 talks about that. That's the whole armor of God is talking about preparing yourself uh, in a spiritual world against spiritual forces, right? Um, so that's what we're facing. That's, what, that's what's going on. Now, just reading that, uh, my perspective, like I said, is, which is different than most people who are non-believers would have. Even some Christians, I guess, would probably have typical mental illness um, as their justification for what he did. But I look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Um, if you're listening to this, you got your Bibles, man, check that out. Uh, I'll, I'll just read it for you. Um, it tells us, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, tells us to guard our heart. Um, for everything you do flows from it. Right? Guard your heart. It's talking about not your flesh heart that's pumping blood to your body. It's talking about your spiritual heart. right? Your spiritual, your, your soul. Right? So let's talk about guard that. Don't let any and everything uh, go in there because you have to be choosy about what you allow into your spirit. You gotta be choosy. You gotta be real careful about it. You gotta be very cautious about it. Um, not paranoid, <laughs> but cautious. You gotta be because uh, what goes in your heart, this is what Proverbs saying, you know, everything flows from it. So, the actions of a person who would do something like this is a person who has allowed something into his heart that was of darkness and of, of wickedness, something that was not good. And I'm going to say this, just kind of reading off of uh, the statements that um, the roommate, the killer, that he wrote, it, it lets me believe that he's a guy who kind of fell um, in line with with some of these uh, hmm, modern day uh, Kind of, I would say, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I want to call these kind of groups that are going on now. Uh, because we know there's protests going on, right? Social injustices. We know that um, there's the, the Black Lives Matter movement uh, that's really uh, trying to fight to get social justice and social change, you know, to to make a, bring awareness and, and to, you know, some of these things that's been taking place and the killing of unarmed black people uh, to stop. That's, that's what the movement itself um, is trying to get done, right? But there's, along with the movement, um, there are people uh, that are like, you know, like the, like the shark, right? You know, the shark is flowing through the ocean, right? But there's those little fish that kind of latch on to the shark, right? They come and latch on, and they do you know, little things, and they kind of surround that shark. Um, there's also, there's movement. There's, there's organizations that are like that that are part of, of something that's, that's, that's actually trying to do something positive. And there are people who are, are clinging and sometimes they represent or seem to represent the same movement or same struggle, right? And, and it's appeasing to the eye because it falls in line exactly with what you feel as a human, as an emotional person, you, you know, uh, and it falls in line. They may say the same type of things that you're thinking, but at the end of the day, um, there's the spirit in which it comes from is not a spirit of God, right? Uh, not to digress, okay, not to digress, but 
we I want us to make sure we're very careful about what we entertain, right? Be careful what we entertain. I, I have uh, people that I know that, you know, friends and family members who have been divorced or bad relationships and different things. And, you know, you'll sometimes see them retweeting or reposting um, quotes or, or, or memes or sayings from people or videos sometimes because those videos, memes, those quotes, they seem to be just right exactly explaining the hurt or the situation or the feelings they have, right? The problem with that is the person that made that quote or made the meme or made the video, they may have a spirit with them that is a dark, evil spirit. And because of that, right? That retweet, that post that you're doing, it seems so in line with what you're feeling. You're allowing your spirit to take that in, right? Take all those evil, dark, nasty things that that are really, truly represented, right? Your spirit is is grabbing onto that and it's bringing it inside. Therefore, before you know, you'll find yourself on a whole nother planet with, 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 when it comes to um, your thinking and what you find is acceptable, right? What you find that is, 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 is godly. I have a family member and um, he was once this, you know, guy who was, you know, gospel music. He was, you know, he loved to listen to it and he would love to, to preach the gospel to people. He would love to just spread the good news. He was just that type of guy. And, uh, and he, he may hear this, but hey, it's, it's what it is. Gotta be, you know, tell her how it is. Uh, meaning, no offense about this, but it is a fact. But now I noticed that, you know, he had some changes in his life. And then you look up, and then now you see some of the things he represents spiritually, religiously. They don't fall in line with Christianity at all. Now they have the the appearance of Christianity. Some of it does, you know. Some of it has the appearance of it, but the spirit in which it comes from is you can tell it's not Christianity because there's phrasing, there's terms, and there's words that are used that let us understand Christ is nowhere in the midst of that, right? He's nowhere in the midst, and, and that's the thing that we have to understand. We have to realize that this is. I'm just talking about you know an individual who went from you know, not afraid or ashamed to spread the gospel of Christ to a person who, like so many others, have been bitten by um, those little fish that swim around the shark, right? That shark has a purpose, right? The shark is, you know, part, helps the ecosystem, right? Those little fish that swim around with that shark. They are not the shark, but they swim around with the shark. And uh, if you don't look close enough, they may even look like they are the shark like they are part of the shark's body but you don't realize it another good example I wanted, that I want to give and this is a true story um, the, the team uh, a lot of times I had trouble sleeping like at night and I can recall one night I was up and I was watching TV I'm changing the channel just trying to watch something and I get to BET and you know BET like, normally they'll have different things on uh, sometimes they'll have this show that I used to love uh, it was like a R&B uh, I forget, was it Midnight Love or something like that? I can't remember the name of it, man. That's, that's just really shows how old I'm getting. But um, they would have some great R&B love songs, you know. 
and they would play great videos, and you know, just it was always good. But um, one particular night, I'm watching, and there's just this guy preaching, and he's saying some things on there, and it sounds like, oh man, this guy's he's on it, you know, he sounds like he's he knows what he's talking about. He's just, you know, he's because you know, he, he didn't sound like a typical preacher on 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 BT. You know, a lot of times when I see preachers on TV, I'm like, oh, I just change the channel because. A lot of those guys are way off, right? A lot of those guys are way off. I mean, they'll, you know, they'll be preaching one second, next second, they're trying to sell you a little a prayer cloth dipped in holy water, you know. And I'm just like, yo, man, really, you know. So um, normally, I guess I just kind of move on, you know. Um, but this guy was—he seemed to be on it. He seemed to be really, you know, on it. That's what he seemed like. And I'm listening, and I get up just for a second. Maybe I got some water or something. I'm not sure what I was doing. I get up for a second. I come back. And I hear him answer on the, on, on, on the show. He was talking to a caller who called in. And they were asking him about something. And he starts going off on them. I mean, literally going off. He's cussing and talking crazy. They, you know, they bleeping out, you know, cuss words. And he just, I'm just like, what? I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. I couldn't believe it. Because at the same time as, that, as that's playing and it's happening, I saw the guy's face for the first time. Now, as a Christian, I know you all can understand what I'm saying. I had been watching this guy on the show, you know, maybe four or five minutes or so. And he seemed to be, you know, talking about something good, uh, making some good sense. And I didn't, I guess I didn't see his face. I mean, I saw his face, but I didn't see his face, right? I saw his face after he started talking to that caller. And I saw his face, his real face. Not the one that, what, that he was representing at first. I saw his real face. His real face was scary. It wasn't something that you wanted to see. It was kind of the kind of face that you would have in, in a bad dream. Right? And it was weird because I'm talking about literally his face seemed to be look different. And uh, I was able, I saw it. I saw him for who he really was. Um, and this is like a while ago, a long time ago. So. You have to imagine how you know this is no YouTube or anything like that, so there's no way to look this guy up. But I was just not even familiar with this guy, who he ever who he was, never heard of him. But you know, I'm finally at the point at the seeing his face, and I tell you, that's exactly how things are. Sometimes we may think a, a thing is good, a thing may seem to be right in line with our spiritual religious beliefs. It may be in line with our emotional beliefs, right? We have to understand that every spirit coming, claiming to be in the name of Jesus is not. Okay? We have to understand that every spirit, every person coming, claiming Christ is, you know, is, is what they're talking about. That's not, that's not the truth. We have to test the spirit. We have to understand. And you test the spirit by their works, right? That's how you, you know, that's how you test it. You see their works. Now, um, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, kind of in line with what this guy did, you know, cut his head off of his landlord. Um, one of the things you can tell about this man, that he, the spirit that it was inside of him, right? The, the things that he allowed in his spirit um, was not of God, of course, obviously, right? But in Hebrews 12 and 14 tells us what that spirit looks like when it dwells in us, when it's the spirit of God. Uh, it tells us to make Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Because without holiness, there is no you don't see God. There's no seeing. You can't see God without holiness. 
right? That's the that's the uh, for the gamers out there, the, you know, the video game players. That's the Easter egg, right? You know, and I, and I hate to use that term. That's a whole other situation, but. You gamers know what I mean when I say an Easter egg. Easter egg is like a, like a cheat or like a, I don't want to say the word cheat, but it's like a a, 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 a hint, right? It's like a, a help, right? Something to help you uh, advance to the next level, right? Uh, uh, kind of a workaround. I'll use that term. It's like a workaround. And that's what that scripture is, is, is doing. It's giving us a workaround from maybe being confused by anything when it tells us, it says without holiness, you can't see God. So it tells us, be holy. So being holy, right, be, is being at peace with everybody. Not, not some people, but be at peace with everybody, right? That's what that spirit of God is going to look like inside of us. So when I think about this guy who did this horrific act and, and murdered his roommate, landlord, I think we have to be careful to guard our spirits, guard our heart. Everything we do flows from it. If you are a person that is a happy person, Right? Uh, you're a happy, loving, caring person it's because uh, you literally have things going on around you normally that you, the things that you can control, those things are normally going to be positive things. Right? Those things are going to be positive things. I tell you, this is a couple examples I want to give about this. Um, I can recall being a teenager. My best friend and I, uh, Sean V, we used to, um, you know, we, we dated girls that lived on the other side of town in Tulsa, right? So, you know, and they have, our girlfriends happened to be, uh, they were close friends. So it was like a perfect situation with one location we can go to and both of us get to chill with our girls. Right? That, that's, that was cool for us. But before I did that, before we could go over there um, to the other side of Tulsa, uh, my responsibility was to take my grandmother who was living with us at uh, the time, take her to the dialysis. So that was my responsibility, get her in the car, um, and just take her to dialysis, try to cheer her up, make her feel good before she goes uh, to dialysis. Um, and she would always get in the car and lock my door instantly. She would just lock it quick as she could. Now, my grandmother couldn't walk at this point in her life. You know, she couldn't walk. And her reflexes were slow. But I tell you, she was, her finger was like a blur <laughs> pushing that button, uh, the little button down to, to lock my door. And I tell you, I, I, I used to say, Grandma, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, why are you locking my door all the time you get in the car? And I asked her. I'm not scolding her. I don't. I know better than to scold her. I had too much respect for my grandmother and my elders. But I just I just really wanted to know. It, it, was, it kind of bothered me a little bit. And I said, why do you do that? And my grandma said something that meant little of nothing to me as a teenager. But as a man, a father, a husband, it means so much. Um... I remember when I finally asked her, why did you do that? She said, um, boy, people do anything. This is a woman from the South, right? The deep South. She survived one of the um, most devastating floods in the history of my hometown, Greenville, Mississippi. That's where I was born in Greenville, Mississippi, raised in Oklahoma. But Greenville, Mississippi had two devastating floods that destroyed the entire uh, city. And she survived one of those. I think she wasn't born for the first one of the the second one, she survived, the one she was alive for. And um, she faced racial injustice, she faced oppression, Jim Crow at the at, at the height. I mean, she faced the worst of the worst, right? She's been through literally everything you could imagine, everything but slavery she went through in her lifetime. And for her to make that statement that people will do anything, you know, at the time, like I said, being young and dumb, really young and dumb, I didn't know 
kind of how that applied to what she was telling me. But as a man now, I could see what she was saying. She was telling me so much more than that short statement. You know, people will do anything. They will do literally anything. And that's why it's very important for us to make sure that we guard our heart. We have to guard our heart because we could be one of those people doing anything before we know it. We could find ourselves uh, in a situation that is completely uh, far from what we ever planned on doing. Right? It's just, this is really it, real talk. So I want to be transparent about something real quick. I want to be transparent about something that um, about me and my heart. Uh, when I was younger, my family, we uh, moved from a middle class, nice suburban neighborhood in Tulsa to um, one of the worst uh, low income um, housing projects um, in the state. Um, one of the worst. And we moved there to do uh, our missionary work. My parents weren't big fans of missionary work overseas or different countries. They wanted to do missionary work right in the heart of, of um, an impoverished community. And we had, all the time, we were always over there and we were always doing different things. And, but we actually ended up moving there. And um, I can remember being around uh, the whole community, the whole environment. And I remember how much I loved I loved Gangsta Rap. Absolutely loved it. I'm not talking about the Gangsta Rap you hear on the radio and things that, you know, I'm talking about the Gangsta Rap they cannot play on the radio. The kind that would cause a riot. Okay? It would cause somebody to burn down the radio station. Okay? That's the kind of Gangsta Rap I, I used to listen to um, as, a, as a young preteen uh, when we lived there. And I remember how fascinated I was with that whole gang culture, the gang life, all of that was so fascinating, man. Just loved the idea. Of it. it was just something that was a big deal to me. And I fed that. I fed that with the music that I listened to. I fed it with that music. You know, I just listened to it. Much tapes. And I just, I'm, I'm dating myself here, but um, tapes. There was no, I don't see these, right? Tapes. I remember playing tapes um, of my favorite gangster rap artists, right? And, um, they, when they dropped the tape called, it was called Bloods and Crips, banging on wax, right? Um, that's, that was the tape I had, and I, I got it from a friend who, a friend who tape, it was just weird, uh, how it ended up in my hands, and I'm listening to it, I remember listening, and just feeding my spirit, all that, all that darkness, all that wickedness. But I never was a person. I didn't like the idea of murdering anybody. I didn't like the idea of, of shooting drive-bys. I didn't like the idea of that. It was just the lifestyle. You know, the 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 girls, right? They, they seemed to get all the girls. They seemed to get the nice fancy cars, you know, the Cadillacs, the Cutlasses, the rims on it, you know. And this is before the rims were spinning, you know what I'm saying? It's just nice rims. And I was, you know, I, I was intrigued by all that because that came with that lifestyle. Or so I thought. And uh, like I said, I put that in my, my spirit. And although my family, we did a, some great work in that community. We did some great community work uh, with the missionary work that we were doing. I can say we, my family, we suffered um, a lot of spiritual casualties because of that um, environment. And because of what we put into our spirit. I'm talking from my oldest brothers down to my little sisters, you know, who were probably, you know, no more than five or six years old at the time. I mean, it was that serious. 
Um, example, my, one, of my, one of the uh, a little boy that my sister liked and he liked her and whatever. They were they liked each other. You know, little kid sandbox type of of, of infatuation, I guess. Um, the little boy was a nice kind of little boy to, to, compared to the environment. Um, but he seemed like a nice kid, you know. Um, he fought, he, like most of the kids did out there. They fought a lot, a lot of fighting, but he seemed like a, just a nice kid overall. Well, anyway, the boy grows up in real life, in real life now. He grows up and he commits one of the worst homicides in the city that I grew up in, you know. He, he kills his best friend, he kills his best friend's parents. It's just awful, right? And he, he what he says, uh, when they get him and, and, and finally arrest him and he's in prison, he says he, his voice is talking to him in his head. And he's doing these things and he's hearing these voices and all that. And I'm thinking, that little boy played in the sandbox with my little sister and he was um, her little crush, right? And, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, um, just like going back to the guy who, you know, killed his roommate, his landlord. All of that, all of that is, is you think about what goes into your spirit, what kind of things are in there, right? What kind of things that you're allowing inside for people to do the things they do, Right? We know, like I said, I, go, I mentioned Ephesians earlier. Ephesians 6 and 10 talks about, you know, the armor of God and all that and, and preparing ourselves, you know, uh, letting us know the battle is not flesh and blood. It's, it's principalities, dark forces. That's a fact that we have to understand is true, which is why it's important. It's so important to guard our heart, right? And to do what Hebrews said, you know, make every effort to live at peace, you know, and, and to be holy. We have to strive for that. You know, Christians aren't perfect. We're not. We're just steady grinding, right? We're grinding. That's it. We're just grinding at at the opportunity to 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 get closer to God. We're working at it. We're not perfect, but we're working at it. That's the difference. You know, being a perfect Christian doesn't exist. You know, Jesus was the perfect Christian. He was. Uh, but not not us. We're grinding and we're hoping that we can please God. You know, we're hoping that we can be holy. Um, but like I said, with all the things that's going on, you know, it's just a lot of crazy things that happen and, uh, we have to understand it all boils down to that heart. It all boils down to what you allow in your spirit. Be careful. I want everybody that's listening to please be careful and be aware that listen, whatever, you know, when something seems good and it seems like this is just right, really test that spirit, test the spirit by the works, Right. Test the spirit about what what does it stand for? What does this person stand for? This person that you're retweeting, you're quoting, what what do they stand for? If I mean a, bro, a broken clock is right twice, right a day, twice a day a broken clock is right. So understand, they can be a wicked, evil person with a quote that sounds perfect, right? Just amazing, perfect quote. But like I said, a broke clock is, is is right twice a day. So don't fall for the. the that the idea that just something seems to fit your spirit, seems to fit your pain. Don't fall for that. The guy going, I don't know what this man with the sword, I don't know what he was uh, exposing himself to. I don't know what he was a part of. I know that he allowed something to get in there. And something got in. Something got in. Um, and it's very much a warning for us to be careful on what we allow in and what we entertain. Uh, don't waste your energy, right? Y'all don't waste your energy on something or things that, you know, you ain't certain about. I mean, verify. 
Verify everything you do. Verify what you read, you know, what you post. We're Christians. We do have to, with a part of being holy and trying to be holy is watching what you say. I mean, that's really what it is. It's watching what you say and watching um, how you act. Some of us, we use a sword and we, we hurt people with a sword, right? Not a physical sword, but we use our tongue and we use that, that tongue, which is a double-edged sword. And we use that sometimes to, to cuss people out and talk bad about people who, who hurt us, and people who offend us. That's exact the exact opposite of what we're told in Hebrews. You gotta make every effort to live in peace and to be holy. I want to close this first episode. Uh, I want to close it out with something that that I think is, is really important. No matter what point you are in your walk, right? Spiritually, no matter where you are in your walk, in your faith, it doesn't matter. I want you to understand that it is never too late while you're breathing to turn back to God, to turn to God. Don't ever get to that point where you feel like, ah, I done done too much. Never get to that point. Always know that God is waiting. He's waiting on you. People don't understand. You know what repenting is? Repenting is literally just uh, telling God what he already knows. You can't hide anything from God. (laughs) We may hide a lot of things. From a lot of people, but you can't hide from God. He knows and sees everything. So just admit to him um, what it is. And I tell you, he's there. He's good. And he's faithful. He's not a human. He won't hold on to what you've done wrong. He'll forget it. Literally forget it. He'll forgive you. He'll move on. But you got to understand that that uh, you got to take that first step. All right. I do want to thank y'all for listening. I hope I was able to help bless you all today. I hope this was, uh, well, night, day, whatever it is, the time you listen to this. But I'm hoping that it's something that really sticks with you and it helps feed your soul um, some good old spiritual soul food. Y'all have a great, blessed, whatever time it is you listen to this. I hope everybody in your family is blessed and y'all stay safe. Peace.